0: Hey folks, welcome back to DC3Cast. My name is Brian with me as always is Vince. Zach is still out sick. But he'll be back next week, we promise or we think. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we're here to talk about the Kal-El Returns uh, mini-event at DC that led up to Action Comics 1050 and then th- that issue. Uh, I don't think we have to go through too much of the issues that led up to it. But is there anything of the sort of pre action comics 1050 stuff that you wanted to get to? Um
1: I will say that I didn't even read all of that stuff. Okay. So no, yeah, I I fell off. I actually didn't mm, this is we're gonna we're gonna return to this idea in a little bit here, but um I read the first few issues of that and I ended up falling off of it because I wasn't enjoying it very
0: much. Yeah, I, I came back to it just to catch up for this because I take the show seriously. So oh, I uh, <laughs> um, we've you, you know, one of
1: the things that we talk about uh, in the chat is always like someone will suggest a book uh, and one of you like one of the others will be like, oh, I don't want to get caught up on that. You don't have to get caught up. I know you don't have I to. I wanted to. And I had the time to. So I did. I just want i want all of our listeners to know that. In comics, you never have to get caught up. You don't have to do it. Unless you're reading, just imagine Stanley's Tales from Stanley's <laughs> Earth 6 one-shot anthology, and then you definitely need to.
0: To go back and read uh, 12 issues or whatever it was of uh, <laughs> yeah prestige format Stanley Comics for DC. <laughs> all right, and you well, gotta so... buy them all, folks. <laughs> so I want to just do a couple... Uh, do a couple of little hits here from each of these issues. Uh, Superman Son of Kal El seventeen, we get a really nice sequence of John having a conversation with Clark about his relationship with Jay, and it's just handled by Tom Taylor in the most beautiful way. Just really, really nice. In Action Comics ten forty nine, we get more of the really weird New Gods stuff that was happening. I'm um, skipping over the return special. We'll get to that in a second. Superman son of Kal-El 18 has the conclusion of the red sin character who will seemingly be a part of the Tom Taylor book going forward. But there's that, that, that Kal-El, the, the Superman return special. um, And that has, I guess it's three or four, four stories in it. And the first story is a Mark Wade Clayton Henry story. And that is uh, notable for two reasons. The first is that Mark Wade writes Bruce Wayne with a sense of humor. And that almost yeah. never happens in comics. So I, I appreciated that. And that uh, I can't say who now, but Bruce looks a lot like one of his most famous writers. Um, <laughs> with the, the head shaped not so roundly. Let's put it that way. Um, in that story. Then we get a, a Cena Grace Dean Haspiel Jimmy Olsen story, and I like that Jimmy Olsen is becoming like the underground comics Superman character, <laughs> like you know you we had uh, Matt Fraction do that uh, that book and then Dean Haspiel's you know a, a classic underground comics guy, and you know it's not the world's greatest story, but it looks great and it's it's fun enough. Then there's a Marv Wolfman Jack Herbert story that is really nothing. The only thing of note in it is that uh, there's a whole thing about how Superman never lies. And John had told Lois and Clark when they're in Italy to go to this place for the best pizza. And when they don't go there, he says, why? And they say, oh, we were busy touring. Yeah, that's the ticket. And because they, they were fucking. And John's like, I thought Superman didn't lie. Wink. And it's uh, it's dumb. And there's an Alex Segura Fico Asio story. Which it is only notable for two reasons, which is that um, it sort of goes against the infinite frontier slash dark crisis idea that the Justice League is going to take a break for a while. This is a very raw, raw Justice League story. And also because Fico Oscio makes the lumpiest art imaginable in it. <laughs> uh, did you read any of those issues or no? No. Okay. Good for you. You didn't miss that much. But Action 1050 is written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, Tom Taylor, and Joshua Williamson, illustrated by Mike Perkins, Clayton Henry, and Nick Dragota. So um where do you want to start with this one, Vincey?
1: Right, let's start at the start. All right, go for it. All right. So you have um you have Lex torturing Manchester Black in this open scene, opening scene, and uh you 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 find out? Did, did we know that that Manchester Black was essentially working for Lex? <laughs> like, no, I think that's new information. Yeah, I think that's new information. But but it's it's this is actually a, a good scene art aside, um, uh, because it shows like it it shows how man how how easily Superman won Manchester Black over, just like he does everybody else. Yep, and how Lex. Cannot accomplish that like and that and that's really the key to understanding why Lex cannot get over his complex, right? Like <laughs> their their personalities couldn't be um, more starkly different. And th- this opening scene really shows that in, in a great way. Um, I love the bit where uh, Manchester Black teases Lex about you know, you should hear what Superman says about you when he when he's in his darkest moments. <laughs> and Lex is like, what? What does he say about me? And he gives him the Don Draper. I was going to say, you just <laughs> love it because it's the Don Draper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it because it's the Don Draper, but it also it does
0: work for the character, right? Like, but I I think it works for Manchester Black saying that
1: but for I think everybody. Super,
0: but I think Superman actually thinks about Lex and is like, man, I wish I could help that guy. Well, sure. But like
1: But in the context of the scene, like super like while Superman's on War World, he doesn't think about Lex for a second. Whereas every minute of Lex's day, he's thinking about Superman.
0: Right. Yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? But your but
1: your point, your point stands too. Like, yeah, absolutely. That that if if he were to think of Lex, that's what he would think. Yeah. He would he wouldn't think a bad thing about him. (laughs) Yeah. Until maybe the ending of this issue.
0: Yeah. So um, I know that you and Zach are more Manchester Black fans than I am. He just seems to me always like he is the Superman John Constantine.
1: I mean, wow, Brian, you, you figured that one out. <laughs> no, but that's, that's, yeah, all that's there is. What like, he is
0: That is what he is. But there needs to be more to make the character interesting than just being that. Yeah. And I don't think that really exists with Manchester Black. You're right. Um, but that that is what he is. I mean that's Oh, yes, of course. I'm not saying that it's a revelatory thing. I'm just saying, but like, I keep waiting for that character to be something more than that so I can mm. care more about it. And no, it
1: like... he's just what if what if the British invasion of uh 80s and 90s comics was a Superman guy?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. what I want to say is so it's the whole Manchester Black thing is done just so that. Luthor can basically eliminate the world from knowing Superman's secret identity, which seems like something that is just done so that the writers can give him the secret identity back. There is no real compelling in-story reason for this to happen.
1: Yeah, that's it, absolutely what it is.
0: <laughs> it is. It is one of the lazier uh, sort of retcons we've had. You know, it it becomes so disar- disarming that. Clark Kent is Superman, then it almost kills Perry White (laughs) Yeah, actual story beaten from this issue, folks (laughs) Um, but I have to say I kind of liked Luthor's rationale for taking it away Mm -hmm. even if it doesn't really make sense he basically says that when I was in Smallville and I felt like an outsider you didn't tell me who you really were and if I had known you were an outsider, it could have helped me deal with that better. But because you didn't trust me with your secret identity, no one gets to have it. That feels like a very Luthor thing to say. Yes. But I don't, I still don't think it really works as a beat for the story.
1: No, it's. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I think you were exactly right. Um, I think all the Lex stuff in this issue is very good. I think it's clear intent is to reestablish Lex as a villain, as a threat, and as way more of an asshole than he's been, you know? Yes. Every moment in this issue is geared towards doing that. And I think they they all do that very well. And then the reestablishing of the secret identities for for Clark and John is... um, I don't know if it's unfortunate because I, I like I don't I don't necessarily love the whole world knowing who they are, but right. it's it's kind of a it's an unfortunate storytelling contrivance to get to it that happens to work for Lex's character, but is couldn't couldn't be more clear like uh we gotta clean up what Bendis did here. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, there's there's even a there's even a moment again there's a moment that works so well for Lex's character, but is so naked, nakedly about um like this is comic book editorial Michigas. And it's when Lex says, uh, you're lucky I you're lucky I left your marriage intact. Yep. <laughs> Which is that is such a cold ass, what a great line. But also it's like Oh, aren't we so funny? Like (laughs) we're finally letting Lois and Clark uh,
0: be married again, but uh, you
1: know we could take that away if we wanted. (laughs) How many times we've done that before? And uh...
0: there is also a bit in here that is uh, referencing. So, in I think it's in the uh, Son of Kal El series. The Kent family farm is destroyed because John falls from space on it. And so the Justice League rebuilds it for them and they put this like super barrier around it. Mm-hmm. And that is why the Kents can remember who Superman is because of that barrier. Oh,
1: yes. Yep. And yep. like
0: that is again, like that story was fine beforehand, but now you see exactly why that story existed. Like we, we the, the, the Kents have to know who Superman is. How can we do that? Yeah. And then the other bit of that is they're like, well the Justice League obviously we all have our blocks put on by Martian Manhunter so you know we're fine too like this <laughs> it's it's really they they wanted and they even say I think it's the Justice League the Titans and somebody else all have those like neural whatever <laughs> like anyone who might need to know Superman's secret identity still does
1: yeah i um, can't wait until i can't wait until somebody trips up and like it has to come up with a insane reason why somebody should know who Clark is.
0: Right. Yeah. But
1: it, but it wasn't covered by this issue.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, like the, the doctor at the hospital who tried to circumcise baby Bruce, but broke seven scalpels in the process. He has to know who <laughs> Superman is, you know?
1: Well, I, I remember every penis I've ever looked
0: at. Exactly. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. So, um, but yeah, this is, uh, Overall, I think this book does a nice job of establishing where the Superman line is going to go for the next year or two. Yes. Uh, I want to talk specifically. There are, there are three sort of teasers that end the issue, but is there anything you want to say before we get to those? Well, first of all, um First of all, I I, I just want to
1: say that like I'm going into this cautiously because I'm, I'm always excited for a new era of anything in comics. I, the promise that it brings, you know, a lot of time, most of the time the false promise. Right. But um, I, I have to go in with caution because I remember being fairly excited about the last time the Philip Kennedy Johnson, Superman stuff did kind of the table setter issue. And then it it wore pretty quickly on me. And this issue, as a single issue, I liked it a lot. I'm excited about every new development and the potential for where it's going. And like the new designs of the Superman. I'm jazzed about all of that. And the challenge for DC with me is going to be how quickly does that stuff fall apart for me if it does at all, you know? Right. Right. Um, And hopefully not. Hopefully this is a new era that, that I can get into, but it's been a lot of false starts for me up until now. Um, And then the only other thing I want to talk about before you talk about these teasers is, did we even talk about how good the Nick Tregata? Oh no, is I meant to, I meant
0: to bring that up. Yes. Yes. Oh my God,
1: dude. Like, Ah uh, I I know it's probably gonna be a limited thing. A limited hangout with, with I, Nick, but I
0: don't I don't think he's even been solicited yet
1: for it. No, we we just know that he we know he's doing some aspect of future Superman stuff. Yeah. Um but just I I love how angular his characters look and expressive when Superman rips off his trench coat or jacket or whatever, when, when he and Lois are walking the halls uh, of the the hospital and he has to like rip off his coat and he's got the Superman underneath, like he's, he's like straining. He's like sh- straining to, to sh- fire off into the sky. Right. And it's drawn in a way that only like a perspective that only Dragota like really uses but it's so, it's so distinct and, like, otherworldly and befitting of the character. Um, he doesn't draw with, like, here's a great... Okay, this is a great thing I just thought of. Uh, Dragoda doesn't draw with any, like, obvious references or whatever. But if you look at his Superman, you can imagine that it's... It's his take on, like, a Christopher Reeve. Yes. Superman without being uncannily uh, without uncannily looking like Christopher. Reeve, right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> Later in the book, you will see Mike Perkins draw Superman and it's Henry Cavill. <laughs> and then in another panel, it's not Henry Cavill. And I cannot stand when artists do that. And and it's all over this book, except for Dragota, who just is like, Again, draws these characters in a very uncanny way, but it's always on model for what we expect from Dragota. Right, so, right. um, and the writers are smart enough to write a scene for him where uh, he's fighting Lex on the moon, which yep. is absolutely something you want to see Nick draw, <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> right?
1: Um, I I love how the those sequences are just tailored to his sensibilities and, and everything that I loved so much about his work on East of West is, is here. And can can we make the whole book out of it?
0: (laughs) Right. Right. No, Mm -hmm. I I think his art is pretty extraordinary in this. And I think, you know, I mean, Perkins is somebody who's not a favorite of either of ours, I believe. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit unfair to Perkins to have him in the same book as Dragota. Because Dragotto's stuff is just, you know, much more my speed of what I want a Superman comic to look like. Yeah, Um, and you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of just really, really interesting panel composition, and I think I think Dragotto does a great job of of drawing Lex in a way that really like doubles down on the maniacal asshole nature of him. Mm-hmm. which is, as you mentioned before, like that's an important part of the story for sure. Um, yeah, everything about that sequence is great visually. Super, super fun. Uh, so the, I mentioned the, uh, that there are sort of three teasers for future stories here. The first one is very simple. And it's just seeing Lex in prison. Um, and we know that that is where, I believe that's where the Josh Williamson story picks up. And then, I'm going to save the second teaser for for the last. The next, the set, the third teaser is a Metallo teaser, which has been coming in Action Comics for a few months now. So that's not a total surprise. But it looks like Metallo is going to be the 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 villain of the first new arc of Action. But the second one, Vinci, Mm-hmm. the second one is, <laughs> uh. We see somebody investigating, quote another murdered Kalel, and he says we have to stop this. We need John Kent. The person saying that is Valzad. uh we haven't seen since when? I'm trying to think. I, hmm, I, I, I,
1: since before Rebirth, I think it has to be right since that Earth Two Society book, or, or. Was there a different version of Valzad in one of the Tom Taylor? I'm totally pulling this out of my butt right now I could be I could be totally wrong. Was there a version of Valzad in like the deceased or um uh what's the video game one?
0: Oh, um, injustice
1: yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I'm just I'm just trying to think like if it's not that, then it is Earth Two
0: society. Uh, a quote from the DC Wikia: Val was among the many Superman of the multiverse who were kidnapped by the Prophecy to steal their powers, but they were freed by Justice Incarnate. And that would have been in what series? In Superman, Volume Four. So that would have been the uh, let's see. Was that still when Pete Tomasi was on it? Yes, it was. Mm,
1: okay. Okay.
0: So it was the Tomasi Gleason era when they were co-writing and Ivan Reyes was doing the art for Superman. Okay. So shortly
1: after rebirth started.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I, I also don't know. I don't think he had
1: much of a role there. No, it was just pro- just a cameo. Like, hey, here's all the different versions of Superman or whatever. Yeah. That you sometimes see. And in- Okay. So effectively, in any meaningful sense, it was Earth to society.
0: Yes. And convergence. (laughs) Yes, and convergence, yeah. But this is a Tom Taylor creation, so it makes sense that Tom Taylor will be telling the story in the new um, Superman. What is the name of the series? John Kent Adventures of Superman, something like that. Adventures of Superman colon John Kent. Okay, yeah. Uh, Which is great super cool to bring this character back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think we just didn't we just say um uh in one of our previous episodes, I wonder if the 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 Earth 2 Earth 2 like new 52 Earth 2 characters would ever ever come
0: back and Right, yeah. And here here he is. Yeah. Uh I I think it's it's especially interesting because There's going to be a fair amount of John Kent upheaval because of what appears to be like him being the electric blue John Kent in Lazarus Planet. And we know that this is going to be a a miniseries, not an ongoing. So I wonder if... I I think John's role in the DC Universe going forward is never going to be in question. I think that... Maybe not never going to be in question, but it feels like he's a pretty well-established piece. He is like the Damian Wayne of the Superman books, right? Like a character that was introduced that just feels like now this is a cornerstone of this world. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that they've done a great job in developing a supporting cast for him outside of Jay. Um and that that all came in Tom Taylor's, you know, recent title. So if you can find a way to bring Valzada, you can find a way to bring in uh is other characters that feel unique to him. That's awesome. Keep building up that supporting cast. Yeah. Uh, overall, how do you feel about the uh, the state of Superman going forward? I know you said you're that you, like the last time I did a book like this, you were excited, but it, it quickly wore off. Do you think this has more of a chance of uh, of survival than that? <sighs>
1: I I'm hopeful. I'm not I'm not going to say yes, but I'm I'm hopeful. What makes you hopeful? Uh just the I I like the I like the the costumes were great, 10 out of 10. Yeah. For one thing. But also I just think um I think maybe adding Williamson to the group, you know, I, I I really like Williamson's work aside from <laughs> Dark Crisis, you know. Uh, sorry, man. But like his stuff with his stuff in the Robin slash Deathstroke slash that I can never remember what the name of that fucking
0: uh, was War. called
1: Shadow War. That was great. I loved that stuff. Um, flash work for the most part really liked. And so I think. Williamson's sensibilities on on a series like Superman um, is a good fit. And I think already that's some of the most exciting stuff in this one shot. So I'm hopeful about that. I think Philip Kennedy Johnson is a good writer that. Writes storylines that are too long for my tastes, I think. Well, they're,
0: uh, they're not too issue arcs, so yes, yeah, it's well, too yeah. long for your taste.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks. But like, you, I really feel the decompression with him in particular. Yeah, for for a lot of writers, I can kind of, I mean, you, we all know what my preferences are, but there's a lot of writers that handle it better than others, and I think like Philip Kennedy Johnson would be is a is a really good writer that I would think is a lot better for my taste, if he just wrote shorter stories. Another right. thing, I was reminded of the Aquaman Black Mercy story that Philip Kennedy Johnson wrote that I absolutely loved. That was one of my yes. favorite issues of that year. Um, And, it, it you know, it was an oversized issue because it was an annual. So imagine, like, that's a two-issue story, basically. Right. I, he's got the stuff, you know? I just don't need to see these, like... 6 to 12 issue arcs or whatever he whatever he's got cooking up you know so yeah um anyway uh so you know I don't dislike him as a writer I just I just wish he'd tighten it up more and then Tom Taylor is Tom Taylor so I'm I mean that's the stuff that gives me hopeful it's hope for it and and the art as well there's a lot of good art uh cooking here especially if there's the promise of of more Jagada uh later so I think I've pronounced your gata like three different ways now. (laughs) Um, One of them has got to be right. Sure.
0: You're covering all your bases.
1: Yes. Yep. And one of the nicest artists I've ever met in, in real life. May I say that's good to know real humble guy when he, when, when he kicks so much ass, he could be a lot less humble.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I, I am similarly hopeful for this stuff and you know, I know that I can be the Pollyanna of the show sometimes and just being hopeful for this stuff, but it seems like there is a real chance that DC has. First of all, I think that putting putting Williamson on a book with what his current stature is at DC shows you that they are serious about the Superman line and they want the Superman line to be something more than maybe what it's been the last couple of years. Um, which you know is no offense to the last couple of years but there has been a fair amount of chaff along with the wheat the you know thus far so I, I'm not surprised that they felt like there needed to be a refocusing here and the thing that has me excited more than anything else from a story perspective is that there is just this seeming understanding of these are going to be Superman family stories to a certain degree and you know we're gonna get, all of the uh you know everything that goes along with that so just extra extra stories with characters that maybe we don't get to see all that often and you know there's no reason we have we shouldn't be getting steel stories every now and then there's no reason we shouldn't be getting um you know power girl stories or whatever so all that stuff is is great news to me just to be getting you know all these additional super family stuff it's 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 good news so Mm -hmm. i'm uh all in might be a little bit of an overstating it but i am i am cautiously optimistic about the superman line going forward yeah uh now we were gonna very briefly touch on the beginning of the one minute war over in flash we had talked about talking about this event as a whole just because we felt like it's just sometimes easier to talk about these events once they've happened. And uh, we're trying to do more concise shows in 2023. So I just want to get across how much I enjoyed the first issue and how if you're maybe on the fence about buying this book, how I would maybe suggest you pick it up. (laughs) Um, Do you want to add anything to that, or is that sufficiently teasing that it's good? I mean, I'll, I'll second that.
1: Um, I'll second that. There's, there's, there's a lot to talk about. Um,
0: I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah. It does. A there's a lot of like specific Brian nip in there. Uh, yeah. And just yeah, just an interesting, fun approach to an event. So, let's uh, let's hope that that gets the. Uh, that that piques our interest going forward enough to talk about the whole event. Um, now, this is the furthest in advance we've had to do this for a while, so I've actually gone to the trouble, Vincey, of making you a list of what's coming out next week from a different source. Oh, you're you're a real prince. So you're gonna text about it because I still want you to to, to read it because you're a better cold reader than I am. So what? Just, let me just copy and paste it here and uh, send it over to you. But um yeah, so we mentioned before, we're gonna be trying to do a little bit more uh, concise shows this year just because of timing and other you know other uh just aspects of our lives that need to be uh, that don't need to be go- delved into right now. Uh, we're gonna be doing just shorter shows focused on one or two books a week. And so uh yeah, you can look forward to those coming out. Uh, yeah, you know, same release schedule as always just like i said maybe a little bit of a shorter show so uh i think there's one issue i forgot to put in here vince so give me one second you can stall for time if you like
1: um the the av club put uh carly ray jepson's new album as the sixth best album of 2022 and i gotta say uh they are the most tasteful site on the internet <laughs> i'm giving them a tip of the cap because they are correct um okay uh, what day is this supposed to be? <laughs> this is for the 10th of January. Okay, 10th of January. Uh, Batman Incorporated, number four. Uh, Batman, one bad day. Cat could, Can you believe that that is still going on? Still happening, um, folks. Still Batman, happening. one bad day. Catwoman, number one. Batman Urban Legends, 23. Danger Street, number two. Harley Quinn, number 24. Human Target, number 10. I am Batman, number 17. Justice Society of America, number two, Lazarus Planet Alpha, number one, Looney Tunes, number 27, Swamp Thing Green. Oh, that's a reprinting. Swamp Thing Green Hell, number one, reprinting. You should pick it up because it's bomb anyway. Yes. Um, Wildcats, number three. You should not pick that
0: up. <laughs> uh, and Wonder Woman, number 795. Well, if you need to find two thirds of us, we are on Twitter. Zach is on Twitter at the Wilk of Z. I am on Twitter at Brian is app. If you need to find Vince, he is showing no mercy on his sick co-host by roasting him as much as he can. I am. <laughs> I cut the part of the show, but yes, you were. Roasting oh, okay, me. okay,
1: all right. You yeah. cut that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm cutting that out. Oh. <laughs> all right, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Talk to you then. Bye.
1: And that's Logan Lerman in the bottom panel.